Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It is great to have you here on Listen Up as we wrap up the week. We get you ready for the college and the NFL schedule. If you hear a couple of planes flying over, I'm sitting on my friend's balcony. I think I've told you this, but they raised my rent by $1,500 for crying out loud. $1,500. Are you kidding me? That's what's going on. And uh, everyone wants to move to Florida. Everybody's tired of living in New York and California. And people are getting the hell out of Dodge. So uh, I'm in the process of moving. So I'm oh, here comes a what is that? That is a triple seven flying over my head. Anyway, I am sitting here on my friend's balcony. I am doing this show. And you know me, I love planes. So like for me, this is the ultimate. I can see all the planes take off and uh, everything is good. I know a lot of people are tuning in to hear what I have to say about the game last night. I'll tell you what I say about the game last night. The Giants are probably the only freaking team in the NFL that could have lost that game. That was an absolute dreadful performance. And let me ask you something. If you're Dexter Lawrence, how the hell do you go into the locker room after that game? You're offsides and your face mask is basically over the football and you're offsides. You cost your team the victory, not to mention other miscues for the Giants. And what's what's really strange about the game last night, it had nothing to do with Daniel Jones. I mean, Daniel Jones was really, really good, was he not? I mean, the Giants have no running game. So Jones is their best running back now. You have a Giants team that scored enough points to win. Bad holding call, in my opinion. Slayton dropping a touchdown, which would have made it a two-score game. And for all intents and purposes, the game would have been over. Joe Judge and particularly Jason Garrett, who I have no idea why Jason Garrett is the Giants offensive coordinator. I mean, so Bradbury gets to pick just over two minutes left, right? And what do you do? You get conservative after Daniel Jones has been moving the team up and down the field. Like, the Giants played not to lose rather than to win. That's what happened last night. And then Dexter Lawrence goes offsides, offsides on the final play of the game when his face is right over the football. Like, what the hell are you thinking about? You know, the only thing you think about in that situation is do not jump early. So the kick is no good. They reload. The kick is good. Washington is 1-1, the Giants are 0-2, and just absolutely brutal. Now, if you want to get on with me, if you want to talk about the game last night or anything else, hit that hand icon, we'll get you right on. But, yeah, how do I feel? You know exactly how I feel. That was brutal. That was absolutely brutal. And, again, I mean, Taylor Heineke is able to bring the team, and I knew that. I I told my son, I, I texted him, I go, the game's over. You know, as soon as the Giants kicked the field goal, I said, game over. 
They left too much time. They got too conservative. And Heineke comes right down the field, gets the team into, what, a 47-yard field goal? You know, I didn't expect Dexter Lawrence to jump off sides and give him a free try. It's just, it's unbelievable. It, it really is. That's what it's like being a New York Giants fan now. Incompetent general manager, horrible offensive line. You know, should have never taken Saquon Barkley at number two. You don't take a running back at number two. You had so many other needs. You have uh, a wide receiver that you draft in the first round who's bitching about the coach already. Your other big free agent acquisition, you know, is shouting at your quarterback on the sideline. How does this guy maintain his job as the general manager of the New York Giants? So you want to know how I feel? You know exactly how I feel. Absolutely ridiculous. I mean, I watched that game and I'm literally like, I, 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 when the kick was no good, I just felt like, wow, okay, finally. And then they go, oh, there's a flag on the field. And as soon before they even said what the penalty was, I'm like, oh, that's against the Giants. Of course it's against the Giants. Of course it's against the Giants. That's a, just what, what a way to lose a Thursday night game, especially when your quarterback plays so well. I mean, Daniel Jones was excellent last night. I mean, you can't fault Daniel Jones for that game. Absolutely brutal with a capital B. And I, I hate teams that play not to lose rather than to win. And that's exactly what happened last night in Washington with the Giants and the Washington football team. Speaking of the Washington football team, can we, can we please get a freaking nickname already? Like, can you just let us know what the name of the team is going to be? I mean, good Lord. Like, how, how much longer do we have to wait until you tell us what we're going to be able to call the Washington football team? I, and I was not impressed with Washington last night. I was not impressed at all with their defense, which I thought would be the big factor in the game last night. They really weren't. I mean, I thought the Giants were able to move the ball up and down the field. They were able to have success. They clearly, I mean, the, the pass to Slayton, I mean, that, that's got to be a pitch and catch. That, that's just got to be a very easy connection. And the ball ends up on the ground. And the Giants give up points there. They give up points on Daniel Jones' 60-plus yard scramble into the end zone. And I'm, I'm watching this, and I'm like, they're going to lose. I'm just like, they're going to lose. Not once during the entire game that I think the Giants were going to win. That's what it's like being a New York Giants fan. Seriously. I'm like, they're going to lose. I even texted my son. I go, too much time on the clock, game over. They're going to lose. Doesn't matter if they only have one timeout left. Doesn't matter if they have no timeouts left. I said, they're going to lose. So there you have it. Washington is 1-1. One one. The Giants are 0-2. And and the Giants come home a week from Sunday to play the measly, horrible Atlanta Falcons on the game where they're going to retire Eli Manning's jersey. And I wouldn't I, – I, listen, I, I, nothing would surprise me anymore. So enough of that game. Unless you want to comment, you hit that hand icon, and I will put you right on. So I'm sitting here in beautiful Miami, outdoors, about 83 degrees, little overcast. We had some rain today waiting for all those jumbo jets to take off from Miami International. You know, if you ever go to Miami at night, the planes that take off, they come out every 60 seconds going to South America. But uh, 
it's it's great because they all the planes fly right over. So anybody that knows how much I love flying and loves airplanes, like I'm I'm in Nirvana right now. I'm literally like in heaven, sitting outside, getting ready to watch the planes fly over. But if you want to come on, hit that hand icon. We've got a lot to talk about. College football, Alabama and Florida. The uh, Crimson Tide are a 14 and a half point favorite coming into Jacksonville tomorrow. I think Alabama will cover in this game. You know, Miami and the Miami Hurricanes thought that they would be able to make the game. That game was over with five minutes gone by in the first quarter. There were eight minutes left to go, nine minutes left to go in that game. The game was over. All right. Now, I know Florida this year, they're better than Miami and the Gators at home. But Alabama not playing great on Saturday against Mercer College. Like, what are they doing playing Mercer? Seriously? Like, Alabama is playing Mercer? Like, really? And, you know, Nick Saban's been on their case all week. I will be very surprised if Alabama does not roll up to score big time, absolute big time tomorrow against the uh, Florida Gators. So little college football news there. The other game of interest tomorrow, you have uh, Auburn traveling to Penn State. You know, the Nittany Lions feel like, you know, it's probably going to come down to them or Iowa uh, in the Big Ten when you saw what Iowa did last week to Iowa State. In Ames, I mean, do you see that second half? I mean, Iowa State was turning the ball over on every single possession, and Iowa steamrolled them. And now you look at Penn State. Again, they got a ranked team coming in with the Auburn Tigers uh, tomorrow at Happy Valley. That's a night game tomorrow. It's their whiteout game. So if you've ever seen Happy Valley for one of their whiteout games, uh, it is quite a scene with everybody dressed up uh, in white. So that is tomorrow with Penn State and Auburn. Again, the earlier game with Alabama uh, and Florida. I would be surprised if Alabama does not roll uh, over the Florida Gators. Then we get you to Sunday. No Josh Jacobs for the Raiders. And you got to wonder about his toe now. Anyone that's had turf toe understands that can be a real nuisance. And Jacobs, who was basically a game-time decision on Monday night, did play. That's a big loss for the Raiders going into Pittsburgh. And you talk about Pittsburgh, they had a big fourth quarter in Buffalo. They got the job done to beat Josh Allen and the Bills. And Pittsburgh comes home, they're five and a half point favorites. And when you look at all the injuries already, starting right guard, good is out. You know, you've lost uh, a couple of players on defense, and McCoy is out for the year. Your backup quarterback, Mariota, is out for quite a while. You better hope that Derek Carr does not get hurt. You know, a couple of days ago, I thought I, I said I was going to take the Raiders and give me the five and a half. I've changed my mind on that. Without Jacobs, I, I just don't see that happening. I think Pittsburgh will cover on Sunday uh, five and a half. Niners, meanwhile, go to Pennsylvania as well. They take on Philadelphia. The Eagles, a big week one win against Atlanta. I mean, how bad are the Falcons? Seriously. The Philadelphia Eagles go into the Dome in Atlanta, and it was like men against freaking boys in that game. And I, but I don't think Philadelphia is going to go 2-0. I think San Francisco is just too good. I think the Niners will be able to control the ball. I think the Niners defensively will be able to slow down Jalen Hurts. Uh, I will be very surprised. I will be very surprised if the Niners do not win uh, in Philadelphia. So I would I would give the points there. I would take San Francisco. I think they are going to go 2-2-0. Uh, Another big game is right where I'm in, South Florida. The Buffalo Bills come in. They take on the Miami Dolphins, and Miami just squeaked by New England thanks to a fumble in the fourth quarter. 
you have got the Buffalo Bills who had a horrible, horrible opening day game against the, uh, I mean, terrible, right? When you think about Pittsburgh going in there in a big fourth quarter and the Steelers able to beat Buffalo. I mean, people were, I mean, I guess the tailgating started at four in the morning last Sunday in Buffalo. I mean, a lot of people like myself have picked the Buffalo Bills to be the number one seed in the AFC. They look like a non-playoff team. They look awful, absolutely awful. So now they come in at 0-1 against a Dolphins team that used a turnover to beat New England. I think Buffalo's going to get back on track on Sunday. I really do. I will be surprised, not shocked. I will be surprised if the Buffalo Bills do not win on Sunday in Miami. So give me your lock of the week. Give me your upset of the week. Hit that hand icon. Come join me. Uh, you've got some other big games. Dallas now without Demarcus Lawrence, without Gregory. You know, they've got major injuries on the defensive front, taking on the young Justin Herbert and a Chargers team that had a big fourth quarter in Landover on Sunday to beat Washington. We know that Dallas can score. The question is, are they going to be able to slow down and stop the Chargers? So that's an interesting matchup. Other games of interest that I've been looking at, I think Tennessee at Seattle is a very interesting game. Tennessee, you know, they were so disappointing in week one against Arizona. I mean, what happened to them? At home, getting stymied. Arizona completely shut down Henry. I mean, I didn't, I didn't expect that. They were manhandled. So now you got the Cardinals who go to Seattle. Seattle, of course, in week one went into Indianapolis and beat the Colts. I think this is going to be a very close game. I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised at all if the Titans win this game. I really would not be surprised. I think the Titans are a good football team. Vrabel is going to have these guys completely dialed in. And I, I think this is going to be a close game. I think with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter in Seattle, this game will be up for grabs. And then the other game, here's my upset of the week, because I want to hear your upset of the week. My upset of the week is Carolina at home against New Orleans. New Orleans had that huge week one game, beating Green Bay, 38-3. to Aaron Rodgers, 133 yards, looked awful. And then you get to the second part of that equation with Green Bay. They played Monday night at Lambeau against the Lions. Now, does anybody out there really think that the Green Bay Packers are going to play that badly, that poorly, two weeks in a row? Because I certainly do not. But I want to hear from you. What's your upset of the week? What's your lock of the week? Hit that hand icon, and I will get you uh, right on. Also, we've got baseball now coming down to the nitty-gritty. Are the Giants going to hold on and win the NL West? What about the A's? Are they going to be able to sneak in? I'd say right now, no. I don't see that. Uh, I don't even think the Yankees are going to make it. I think that Toronto and Boston will be your wild-card teams. You know, the Yankees with another horrible loss last night uh, in Baltimore. The A's, they're going to have to really uh, – you can't have any more bad losses right now uh, if you are uh, the Oakland A's. So a couple of things to talk about. If you want to come on, hit that hand icon like Brian just did, and we'll get you on. Brian, how Hey, Grant. Good. Talked to you yesterday on the uh, the football weekend. Yes, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I'm approaching the walk of the week with just one little – 
caveat. I'm almost using it because I'm in a survivor uh, poll where if you pick a team, you can't pick them for the rest of the year. It kind of adds a different yeah, element. Of so, so with that being said, my lock, I think uh, the lock for me this week, I'm going to go with the Browns uh, going losing 0-1. They got a home game against the uh, Texans, who I think look better than they are because they went against against the, uh, the helpless uh, Jags. So that's my lock of the week. And upset-wise, uh, I don't know if it's an upset, but I think the game's going to be very interesting. Cowboys at Chargers. That's kind of... Uh, an interesting game for me as far as uh, uh, a possible upset. If not, I think it's going to be close. What are your thoughts? Well, I agree. I think that game in uh, Los Angeles is going to be very close. I think the Cowboys, without their pass rush, now without Gregory and now without Lawrence for half the year at least, is going to be a real issue. If you don't mind me asking, who did you take in your survival pool? Who, what, which team did you go with? You know what? This was a late uh, thing we put together, so we did not even do week one. Uh, so I can't answer that, you know, with, you, you know, open. Okay. So you're taking Cleveland on Sunday in your survival pool too. So what that would mean is you can't take Cleveland the rest of the year. Is that what you? Yeah, that's right. So it's, it's kind of makes it interesting to where, you know, you can't just go with the obvious favorite every week if you really want to try to win this thing. So that's why, you know, Cleveland's a team I don't trust, but I like them at home. Uh, they can't go Owen two is how I look at it. And they're playing a, uh, you know, a team that to me is not. Yeah, they should beat the Texans. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's how I'm looking at. I mean, there's some. I mean, Green Bay. You know. You know, Tampa Bay. You know, there's some ones, but those are some some teams I'd like to say for late in the year. All right. Uh, and then what about your? Do you have an upset of the week? Yeah. You know, upset wise, nothing jumped out. I. You know, I guess if I'm just gonna put myself out there, you know, uh, that I would put low and maybe pick. For some reason, that Dallas game, I know they're missing those guys, but, you know, I like the way Dak looked. You know, the Chargers are, are certainly up and coming, but they're not going to go 16-0, and 0, so who knows? Awesome. Hey, Brian, man, I really appreciate you uh, checking in with me. You have a good weekend, okay? Yeah, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. I look forward to it. Take care. That's a good call right there. What about your upset of the week? What about your lock of the week? Let me know, uh, and we will put you uh, right on. I do think the Dallas Chargers game is going to be a heck of a game. I think both teams are going to score. I mean, especially without Dallas now in their pass rush, that changes a lot of things. And Dallas is going to have to really keep in check uh, Keenan Allen. You know, I think the Chargers will be able to run the football. Uh, if Herbert's got time, I think, you know, again, I think it's going to be, this should be a very high-scoring game uh, coming up on Sunday with the uh, Chargers. I, I do agree with him, by the way, on Cleveland. I think Cleveland is going to be a tough team to beat on Sunday. I, I don't see that happening. I really don't. I think Cleveland will take care of Houston. As a matter of fact, I think the Browns at home, you know, with Chubb and Hunt in that one-two combination, they're going to have sustained drives against that Houston defense. I, I don't see Tyrod Taylor being able to do the same thing against that Cleveland front in that Cleveland defense, like he did against Jacksonville on Sunday, this is a whole different animal going into the dog pound. And let's face it, Cleveland played very well for three and a half quarters last week at Kansas City, and they lost that game at the end. Cleveland's a good team. I don't know if they're a great team yet, but they're a good team. And I, I'm, I'm with Brian there. I think that Cleveland is going to roll, absolutely roll big time this week. 
against the Houston, Texas. But what do you think? Give me your lock of the week, your upset of the week. If you want to talk college football, we will uh, do that again. Again, not, not a lot of great games this weekend. I mean, I think Alabama, Florida, you have uh, Penn State, Auburn. I've you know touched on a, a couple of the games. You know, you'll see an upset. I mean, that's the one thing you see in college football every week. I don't think it's going to be Alabama, and I don't think it is going to be uh, Penn State. Speaking of Penn State, you know, USC with that coach opening, we've heard Eric Bieniemy's name with Kansas City possibly being somebody that the USC Trojans look at. I've heard Franklin's name at Penn State. Be interesting to see if they're able, you know, Urban Meyer came out this week and said absolutely not happening because I was doing a show on No Filter Network with Sean Salisbury on Tuesday right after USC had made the announcement that they were not going to have Clay Helton back and that he was fired. Think about that, fired already in September. And uh, I brought up the name Urban Meyer. And Sean said he would love to have Urban Meyer. But then the very next day, when Urban was asked about it, uh, he said no chance. So, you know, I guess that's not going to happen. The reason why I brought up Urban Meyer's name is you're hearing bad things out of Jacksonville about Meyer, like a lot of bad things. You're hearing that that's a disaster waiting to happen down in Jacksonville. And if that is the case, all right, then does that mean he's one and done and gets back into college coaching? That's why I brought that up. So give me your thoughts, your upset of the week, your lock of the week. Uh, hit that hand icon. And I will get you right on. Uh, we'll be doing this again next week, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, 6 o'clock Eastern, 3 o'clock Pacific. We'll have a great show on Monday because we'll be breaking down all of the college and NFL games from Sunday. And on Monday, we'll also uh, preview the Green Bay-Detroit game that is at Lambeau. And again, I, I just can't imagine Aaron Rodgers not having a really, really good game. I can't see it. You know, I, I just don't. I mean, when's the last time you remember Aaron Rodgers having two bad games in a row? Like, when's the last time has has that ever happened? Seriously. Has Aaron Rodgers had in his entire career two games where he's been ineffective and looked bad consecutively? I'm trying to remember. I, I don't remember. And the Lions, I mean, let's face it, before the Lions had that fourth quarter comeback and the game was over and they got lucky on an onside kick, they were manhandled by San Francisco at home, manhandled. And now Detroit's got their best cornerback out. I, I just think Green Bay is going to tear this game up. And again, Monday Night Football, Lambeau Field, all the attention and bright lights on Aaron Rodgers. Listen, if Green Bay does not tear it up on Monday night, then you know something's really wrong with that franchise. So I, I just I can't see it. I think that's going to be a, a big-time win for the Green Bay Packers. You know, and if you have any other games that I'm not touching on that you want to uh, discuss, uh, we can do that as well. Just hit that hand icon, and we'll get you right on. You know, I know a lot of people are talking about Zach Wilson going against Mac Jones with the Jets and New England. I, I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if New England does not win that game. Then Sunday night, Kansas City at Baltimore. 
Now, Baltimore, you saw what happened to them on Monday night. Short week, you know, long flight home. They didn't even arrive until mid-morning on Tuesday. Injuries galore. Kansas City took a while to get going against Cleveland. And I, I got to believe that Kansas City will go in there and get the road win. You know, the one thing about Mahomes, especially against this Baltimore defense, it, it, he does not ha- he has not had a problem when he has played Baltimore. And I don't expect him to have a problem on Sunday night. So, you know, your primetime games, Kansas City at Baltimore on Sunday night. Your Monday night football game has Detroit at Green Bay. So, again, if you want to get in on with me, hit that hand icon. And I want your lock of the week, your upset of the week. I agree with Brian, who called a little while ago. I think the Cleveland Browns would be the lock of the week. I'm going with my upset of the week. I'm taking Carolina at home, getting three and a half points against Jameis Winston and the Saints. I don't think the Saints are as good as they looked against Green Bay. Carolina got the week one victory with Sam Darnold against his former team, the Jets. I don't think Carolina is necessarily a better football team. I really don't than the, than the Saints. But I do think they're going to find a way to win this game uh, on Sunday. So those are some of the games that I've highlighted. Again, we talk about what happened last night. If you want to chime in on that, uh, give me a shout as well. If I could only watch... Only watch one game on Sunday. I would probably pick the Buffalo at Miami game. If I could watch two games, I would watch the Dallas at the Chargers game. I think those are very intriguing matchups. You know, if I could only watch two games, those are probably the two games that I would watch. I think Kansas City will handle Baltimore. I really do. But I want to see Buffalo. I want to see the Bills. I want to see if the Bills are able to bounce back after that really poor performance at home. And it was a poor performance. Let's get to Dan. Dan, thank you very much for joining me here on Listen Up. Hey, good to be here. Uh, I wanted to get your opinion on a bet I made for tomorrow. Um, It's Maryland and Illinois, and they have the over-under at 61 and a half. Wow. I'm betting on the under. That's a lot of points. I know it's college football. I, I don't know a lot about Maryland this year. I watched Illinois play uh, in week one. They had a big victory against Nebraska, and I watched that game. That was a big-time win for them, even though Nebraska is not what they used to be. And I, But I don't know a lot about Maryland this year, so it's hard for me to kind of, you know, I, I haven't watched the Terps play. I don't have a good read on the Maryland. Okay. Yeah, I didn't either. That's why I was. What's the line on that game? If you don't, do you know what the actual line is? I know you told me the over under. What's the line on that game? Oh, I don't have it pulled up in front of me. Okay, I'm sorry. But so the over under is sixty one and a half. Yeah. Wow, and you're going under, huh? Yeah, yeah. It was recommended to me uh, by somebody else, and uh, I trust them. So. so That that's yeah, in a game like that, that does seem like a lot of points that. That does seem like a lot of points. And, I, and again, I don't have the schedule in front of me, and I probably should have. Is that game in Maryland? Um, I believe so. Yeah, I thought it was. That's why I'm asking you. So um, so the Illini and the Terps, 61 and a half. All right, I'll tell you what, Dan. I'll be rooting right along with you for an under game. I hope it works out for you, buddy.
Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Uh, if anyone else has a game that they want to talk about, then easy to do. Very easy to do. Just hit that hand icon and we will get you right on. Again, my upset of the week, again, Carolina. My lock of the week, I'm with Brian who called earlier. I do agree with him that it's going to be the Cleveland Browns beating the Houston Texas. I got to tell you, I will be shocked. And I really mean that. I will be shocked if that Cleveland team loses at home to the Texans. Anita, how are you? Doing great. Thank you. So glad to be able to jump on here. Well, it's always great talking to you, Anita. I hope you had a good week. All right, so talk to me about those Cowboys. Are they going to bounce back against the <laughs> Well, I, I mean, they're obviously a, a big topic right now, but we lost, you know, some some key pieces. So, yeah, I'm a little concerned, but, you know, I know that uh, we can score a lot of points, so it might come down to outscoring them. And I thought the game last week was going to come down to whoever had the football last. And we left too much time on, on the clock for Tom Brady, just like we did a few years back when we were playing Green Bay, and they left 30 seconds on the clock for Aaron Rodgers. Big mistake. You just can't give those guys that kind of time. But I wanted to ask you, um, I wanted to ask you, what did you, what do you think about, I know everyone said, okay, you know, it was the game plan that, you know, Zeke, you know, we weren't really counting on the running game. That was the game plan last week. But if he if he doesn't have a good performance this week, should Dallas Cowboys fans be concerned if Zeke? Because I'm not sure what kind. I'm not really up on the defense of um of the Chargers, Charger. so I'm not sure. Yep. Yeah. So I'm just wondering, should he have? Should we expect him to have a good running yes. game this week? And if he doesn't, should we be concerned? Yes, that's a great question. Uh, you know, the Tampa defense is really good. Their front is really good. A lot of people thought going into that game that the Cowboys were going to have trouble running. Listen, you cannot have Dak Prescott throwing the ball 55, 56, 57, 58 times. If the Cowboys are going to win the division and be successful this year, they're going to have to get the round, uh, ground game going. Now, we know about Collins, right tackle out uh, with you know his uh, substance abuse suspension. Uh, you've got Zach Martin back. That hurts. And again, this defense for the Chargers, Anita, is not the Tampa Bay defense. So I do believe that the Cowboys should have much more success running the football line. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. For my um, lock of the week, I'm actually going with, I don't know if it's really a lock, but I'm I'm thinking those Eagles might surprise people and start out the season 2-0 against the Niners. That would be a big upset, Anita. I'll tell you, Philadelphia at home, and again, I love what I saw from Jalen Hurts in Atlanta. I thought he had a heck of a game. But I got to tell you, I think San Francisco this year is they got their they got this ship righted. I think that they're going to be tough. Uh, that would surprise me, Anita. I got to tell you, San Francisco, and maybe they don't blow them out. I'm not saying that, but I would be surprised if they don't win. But you're, I'm sorry. I said luck. I meant um, upset. upset of the yeah, no, I'm I understand. thinking that would be a yeah, huge yeah, yeah. upset. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking that would be, yeah, that would be a huge upset. So we'll, we'll see. Not that I'm rooting for the Eagles. Obviously, they're in, in the division, you know, with Dallas. But um, I just want to see what the kid, what Hurts can do. I want to see what he, what he has. And then the last question, and I'll take it off uh, air, is what do you think about all of the um, starting um, rookie quarter um, quarterbacks in their, you know, first week? I know you can't really get a good lock on them in just one week, but what do you think about them so far? Well, Anita, it was great talking to you. You have a great weekend, and I'll answer the question, but you take care, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, I thought Mac Jones had the best week of all the rookie quarterbacks. Uh, I thought he was really, really good uh, against Miami. I think he's going to be your quarterback for the next 10 years plus uh, with that franchise. I thought Wilson started off slowly. I liked the way he played in the second half. Lawrence was exactly what I thought. Um, he, sh- he showed glimpses, but he also had a couple of you know tough stretches, which most rookie quarterbacks would do. You know, Lance only took four snaps. Uh, I think you'll see. I think you're going to start seeing more and more of Justin Fields. So, but just Mac Jones to me, Anita. Mac Jones had the best, the best game, in my opinion, of all the rookie quarterbacks. And I think he's going to have a very good game this week. And it's going to be interesting to watch that game because you have Zach Wilson and the Jets, you know, going against Mac Jones and the Patriots. So you're going to see the two young players on display uh, going head to head. So good question, Anita. And again, I really appreciate you calling. Have a great weekend and uh, enjoy that game Sunday with Dallas uh, and the Chargers. Be very interesting. You know, if Dallas loses that game, then you're going to be going. It's going to be like, oh, here we go again. You know, all the injuries are piling up and uh, everything else. So, you know, again, I've had some really good calls today. My thanks to Brian. My thanks to uh, Anita. Anita, that was a really interesting talking to you. And if you want to get in on the program, just hit the hand icon uh, and we will do that for you. Um, as I sit here, oh, here comes another plane. Let me see what this is. Let's see here. That's getting a little cloudy out. I didn't see. Uh, that's in the clouds. I can't give you the, where that plane's going. So, you know me, I got to watch the planes and everything. So, we've got Anita thinks that Philadelphia might upset San Francisco. You've got me thinking Carolina's going to beat New Orleans. A couple of other callers think that Cleveland is the lock. I would agree with that. So, I appreciate all the feedback on the show today. You can get on as well. All you need to do uh, is uh, hit that hand icon and if you want to talk some college football uh we will do that uh as well all right let's move right along here let's get to uh some more people that want to join me and it's uh, arthur arthur how are you sir what's going doing on good, today? man. how are you doing i'm doing great 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 just start tuning in on these shows uh i was wondering um so do you do this on this is not really like a gamer uh, specific game related question do you do these shows on sundays as well no i'm only doing these shows currently monday through friday Monday through Friday. Okay. I was just wondering, like, because, uh, I mean, this seems like a newer thing. Um, uh, I know, like, Rogan had this thing with his podcast and, like, Fight Companion. I was wondering if you were ever, uh, if you've ever done this or would be open to doing, like, this, but during a game, possibly, like, a live uh, game companion. Yeah. You know what? I actually have thought about that. And uh, a lot of people have reached out to me and they want me to do it during a Kings game. But I'd, I'd be okay doing it during, excuse me, I'd be okay doing it during an NFL game. If I can get enough interest where people want to kind of banter with me as we're watching a game, I would love to do that. And I got to tell you, this app here, Arthur, this Listen app is perfect for that because we can all be watching the game at the same time. We can all talk about it at the same time. I'm very much open to that. I think it could be a Great, great. Yeah, just kind of wanted to see that. And then uh, uh, what's your thoughts on the Seattle game this weekend? I think it's going to be a very close game, Arthur. I think, you know, one of the biggest disappointments in week one was the the, uh, game that Tennessee lost to Arizona. I thought the Cardinals just went in there and they dominated the game on both sides of the line of scrimmage. They shut down Derrick Henry. And I got to tell you, that really surprised me. Seattle, I did not, I did not, they didn't do anything that surprised me. I thought they would beat 
uh, Indianapolis. They took advantage of a team that they should have won against. But here's the other part about this game, Arthur. The home field advantage for Seattle has not been as good as it normally has. You know, when you think of Seattle and that 12th man, and again, last year you can't really count because they didn't have any fans at the games. But even the year before that, the Seahawks had some uncharacteristic home losses. I think with five minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, Sunday in Seattle, Arthur, I think this game's going to be up for grabs. Who are you? Um, I, I live in Portland, so I'm definitely going to be taking Seattle. But, yeah, yeah, they've definitely had some uh, – usually it's NFC West yep. games, whether against the Cardinals or anytime it's NFC West, they might lose at home. But, yeah, yep. definitely uh, – Definitely see. What Let me ask you about. something. You're, you're, so you're from Portland. Are you a Blazers fan? Uh, no, not really. I used to like the Sonics, and then uh, they unfortunately took oh, okay. away from us. Yeah. So. Well, I think you're gonna. I think you're gonna have a basketball team back in Seattle here within three years, Arthur. I yeah, really we believe have that. that. I think, team coming yeah. this year, so it's. I know it's gonna be great, huh? Listen, that arena looks beautiful. I want to get up there for a game this winter. Uh, I want to go see the Kraken play. I want to go see him play Las Vegas because I don't know if you're how long you've been listening to me, but my roommate in college is the president of uh, hockey operations for the Vegas Golden Knights. He was the GM for the Washington Capitals for 17 years. So when Vegas goes to play Seattle this year, I want to go up there for a game, man. I, I hear the arena is beautiful, and I love Seattle. Seattle's a beautiful city. Uh, I might go up there and check out that, that game if I can. That's so well, I guess we'll see you there. All right. Hey, listen, man, you have a great weekend, okay? Yeah, you as well. Thank you. All right. Good call right there from Portland. Arthur chiming in. We're going around the country, coast to coast, right here on Listen Up. Why the heck not? We got some football to talk about. He's talking hockey. The Seattle Kraken, for crying out loud. I got to go to the arena there. I got to check it out. But if I go, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm rooting for Vegas. So I can't not root for my buddy, although I certainly didn't root for him in 1994 when he was the uh, second-hand man, the Pat Quinn with the Vancouver Canucks and the New York Rangers, where I was fortunate enough to go to games three and four in Vancouver, game five in New York, game six in Vancouver, game seven back in New York, and Crazy Grant Napier was in Sacramento in between all the games doing the sports on TV. That's when you know you have a crazy schedule. That was, you know, I think in all the things I've ever done in my life, that 1994 Stanley Cup final, they may have been the most craziest thing I've ever done. Games three and four in Vancouver. Came back to do the sports on the news between game four and five. Took the red eye to New York. Went to game five. Took a 7 a.m. flight back to Sacramento. Did the sports that night. Then left the next day to go to Vancouver for game six. Rangers lose, so it's now tied at 3-3. Fly back to Sacramento to do the sports on the news the next night. Take the red eye out to fly back to New York for game seven. Yeah, I'm not well. Definitely I'm not well. By the way, the Rangers did win the Cup 3-2, the final, if you're keeping score at home. That was a crazy June. If you remember, that was the O.J. Simpson car chase and that horrific scene uh, in Brentwood. The Knicks were in the – that was a abbreviated season, and they played the Spurs in the NBA Finals. So think about that June of 94, the white Bronco chase – on the freeway, which is everyone that was around in 94 remembers that. And then that that June with the Rangers winning the first cup since 1940. I always tell the story. I'm standing outside Madison Square Garden with my father. My buddy George got us two tickets. The tickets are selling for $5,000 a piece outside Madison Square Garden. 
Now, $5,000 is a lot of money, but it was a hell of a lot more money back in 1994. I mean, think about what five grand was like in 1994. And I told my dad, I go, let me tell you something. Someone could come up right now and offer me $100,000 cash. I am not, not selling my ticket. I, and I wouldn't. I would not have taken 100 grand. And I thought the Rangers were going to win the Stanley Cup that night. They're up 3-1. And what happens? They lose 6-3. I mean, I, I couldn't believe it. You're up three games to one. You have all the momentum. And they lost that game 6-3. Uh, it was so dejected. It was so awful. Third period was not even enjoyable. And I remember walking out of Madison Square Garden and saying goodbye to my dad. He got on the Long Island Railroad to go home. And I was staying in the city. And I had like a 7 a.m. flight back to California. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then when the, when, when the Rangers lost game six, my buddy George was telling me, he goes, Napes, I can't get you two tickets for game seven. I go, I completely understand. So, but. I saw him win. I always said this, and I, anyone that's listened to me over the last 25, 30 years knows how I feel about being at games. And I always said when the when the Giants win the Super Bowl, I will be there. And it was in Pasadena. I'd never been to L.A. before. I figured out a way to get there. When the Rangers win the Cup, I always said I would be there. I never knew in a million years that my best friend and my roommate from college would be the right-hand man to Pat Quinn in Vancouver and could get me the tickets. And I stayed at his place in Vancouver. I mean, you think about that. You got the Vancouver Canucks in the Stanley Cup Finals, and you got some wise-ass New Yorker rooting for the Rangers, living in, you know, staying at his place and rooting for the Rangers at the uh, old Coliseum in Vancouver. But those were good times. That was a good time. I remember playing golf with all the New York media members one day before the game in Vancouver at a beautiful course. So those were those were good Good, good memories. All right, before we adjourn for this Friday, if you have a chance and you want to get on with me, uh, hit that hand icon. Really have enjoyed the phone calls. I don't even know if you call them phone calls anymore. Like you hit that little hand and you're on with me. Is that a phone call or is that a hand call? I don't know what the hell that is, but it's been great being able to uh, talk football. And I'll tell you, we've had some really good conversations this week. I, I really enjoyed uh, the conversations that we had on Wednesday about the social justice messaging in the NFL and the Black National Anthem and getting feedback on how you feel about that. Like, that was some really good conversations. So, again, you know, every now and then we're going to kind of go off the path and talk about really uh, important uh, topics. So, again, I really appreciate everyone that has joined me here on Listen App. I've really enjoyed doing this. We're going to continue to do it and just think when basketball season starts, you know, we're going to have the NFL. We're going to have the NBA to talk about. We're going to be able to really build this thing up and we are going to have a fabulous, fabulous time. So listen, have yourself a great weekend. I really appreciate you joining me here on Listen App and we'll do it again Monday. Mark it down on your calendar, six o'clock Eastern, three o'clock Pacific as we roll right along. All right. Thank you very much, everyone. Take care. We'll talk.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.